It's such a powerful place right now to be able to parent in today's world. I mean, to really be able to dive in with your kids and move forward in a world that needs it most. Hello, everyone. We are Greg and Jackie Francis, and welcome to High Performance Parenting, where our passionate goal is to encourage you to raise champion children in a crazy world. Every week, we will bring you multiple episodes from our extensive experience of raising our six, (laughs) yeah, six, happy, healthy, successful, godly kids who are confidently equipped to win big in life. We deeply believe that any parent who is provided with the right knowledge and continual support can raise amazing kids. And when they do, all of our futures get better. If raising up future generations of absolute champions matters to you as much as it does to us, here's how you can contribute. Like and share this podcast with everyone you know. And together, let's embrace this journey of raising champion kids in a crazy world. Okay, guys, welcome back. Excited to kind of finish up this talk about the importance of friendships. Mm. Um, We've kind of gone over some of our thought process, our standards, um, the different levels. And now we want... Why is your finger on that button? (laughs) I didn't say it I have a question. I don't... You're interrupting. Hey, did you hear about the nurse who didn't want to become a doctor? No. She didn't have the patience. (laughs) (laughs) You're so cut off. It's not even funny. Whoever is sending you these jokes on our why, team. Why do you try so hard not to laugh? I don't understand. Oh, let's keep going here. I know when I'm funny, though, just so you know, That's regardless of your response. Yeah. Maybe so, somebody could give feedback on that. Yeah. Give us your thoughts on Greg's joke. Honey, I, I can just tell. Like I, I don't Oh, even, you just have it in you. Yeah. I don't even... Yeah, I don't need anybody to tell me. Oh, I, you already got it covered. Oh, yeah. of course. You don't need any feedback on that one. All right. Uh-huh. So today, mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit more about how yeah. do we... So now, you know, we've been talking for three episodes basically on um, some real important relational strategies, mm-hmm. how we uh, set standards for friendships, how we determine how to, you know, how, how to actually filter out the wrong people and maybe put them in a category where we're not bothered by what level they're participating at, but we just enjoy the level they're at. And it's just really brought us a lot of peace. Now with our kids, of course, we want them to model this as well. And so obviously there's different conversations to have along the way. Um, you know, right now our kids are 14 down to four and you know, we've been having these little conversations with them through situations, um, uh, for as long as we can remember. Right. Yes. Literally. I feel like Every opportunity is a learning opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, and especially in today's situation where, you know, some kids are off track, yeah. you know, some kids that your kids, my kids will associate with on a regular basis, whether it's at school or, mm-hmm. or church or sports or at the park are off track, you know, and we can't control other people, but we can control ourselves. Sure. And um, again, like we said earlier, sometimes kids just become friends with friends because that's all they have to choose from. Yeah. Whether it's their circle at school or whatever. And so I think it's really important that um, your kids feel confident in who they are and that they don't have to fit in in every situation or feel like they have to find a best friend. It is perfectly okay to have, you know, level A acquaintance type friends and have fun with them and enjoy them. And that might be at school. You know, when you're there and that you don't have a lot of choice. Everyone yep. that's in your class is in your class. Yep. And be able to, to teach your children that, yeah, some of the language that kids are using or some of the behavior they do or the way they treat people 
do not line up with having a deep connected relationship with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of situations we have to just kind of address along the way, but there's a foundation with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we've taken a lot of time to explain this and then re-explain it as they've gotten a little older and re-explain it as they've gotten a little bit older and again. Situations have happened more and, and, more. and they have happened. And, but, but it's all started. I remember us sitting on a couch the first day we started teaching this to our kids. We started teaching about what the differences in different categories of friendships, you know, and, and of course we've built into our kids that, you know, our immediate family, I mean, that's like whatever you want to call it category, D for deepest, you want to call it a level four category. I don't even know what you want to call it, but it is a, it is a really unique thing, dynamic in our family where it is, you know, we've taught our kids how to be best friends with each other, how to be best friends with mom and dad. It doesn't mean we're not mom and dad also. It just means that we all, that's our standard. And so this is the number one place that we invest into each other's relationships. So we have to handle all of these standards we're talking about. You know, we expect it out of each other in our family. We expect everybody to not be lazy. We expect everybody to, you know, um, be uh, responsible, to be accountable to each other, to, to have dreams, you know, to to um, forgive, to all the things that we talked about. Like, you know, that's a, initially, that's that's the first level. And we've had to build that in, right? Right. I would agree with that. And, and maybe you're sitting up there like, oh, well, I mean, they have six kids. So, gosh, you mm-hmm. know, they have a lot of friends to choose from. You know, I only have two or there's a big age gap or I only have one child or something like that. And I, all I can tell you is again, it starts with the family unit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Our, our 14 year olds are deeply connected to our four year old, you know, even though there's a large gap there. And also we have seen so many times where family is extended a little bit. A cousin can be one of the closest friendships that, you know, a family member has if they're an only child Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, a selected special person for that. Knowing that, you know, it starts with, though, the standards of what you want in your family. And as we've taught it to our kids, they have embraced it. In fact, I will tell you, they actually were like, this makes so much sense. So, like, when we're in a situation and we're trying to force a relationship and it's not working, oh, well, they're not, that's not supposed to be like this. You know, my best friends are at home, so it's okay just to have fun and not feel the pressure to go any deeper right now. Or sometimes they're like, hey, these people are pretty connected to us. Could we spend more time with them, mom and dad, like you've told us? Can we help pour into them? Right. So it's like, you know, when we had the kids in the private Montessori school Mm -hmm. for a while, and that was one of their first major exposures to daily different, you know, associations. And uh, how many times did we, we, on a weekly basis, really come home and like, okay, so tell us what's going on. Talk to us about this. We just have our little team meeting time and, Um, you know, we just open up conversations and, you know, all the kids saw things differently. You know, some kids were super sensitive to somebody doing something that they didn't think was right. Some kids were like, you know, it wasn't really that big of a deal. It didn't really bother me. Some kids were having bad dreams about it. Like, I mean, everybody was kind of interpreting things differently. So it gave us a chance to really have a lot of these conversations, but you know, so without going into specific details about all of them. The reality was because we established a lot of this list for us so, you know, so deeply and we live by it that this was our reference point, you know? So that's why, that's kind of the point I keep making. So if I'm talking to my, my kids when they're in their mid twenties and starting to have their own family, it's like, I want to make sure that they all have this kind of a list. They have their standards, you know? And so they have a reference point and then don't, don't, don't assume that you can't have these conversations with someone who's five or six years old because you know, you have to talk at their level, 
but they're smarter than you think. Well, and just to give some examples, I remember specifically our young girls coming home in whatever second, third grade, something like that, and be like, Mom, so-and-so has been my friend for the last month. We've been having lunch together. We've been sitting next to each other. We've been playing at recess with each other. And today she said, I'm not her friend anymore because so-and-so showed up. You know, so-and-so had a better you know, situation for them to go hang out with, or they had so many play dates together. I'm not her best friend anymore. So-and-so is her best friend. Right. And, you know, it's really hard for a second and third grader. To it, especially when we build it in our household, like, no, we work to be best friends. That's right. And now they just got cut off. Somebody else just said, uh, sorry, out of here. And it was really hard on them. Yeah. And I remember talking to the girls and, and reminding them and saying, you know, let's, let's go back. And discuss what our standards are. What are your standards for a friend? Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, if a friend can do that to you, apparently you cared more about the friendship than they did right. already. Mm-hmm. You know, another question was, is why did you think she was your best friend? Oh, well, she ate with me and she played with me. Okay, but, you know, do you have anything else in common besides just daily school stuff? You know what I mean? Does she like what you like? You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. far as activities. Right. As far as the way you treat people. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like kind of on a simple level. Here's some standards you might want to think through. Do you right. want someone who's just nice, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Or you know, how many times I can't remember the kids would be like, literally, I thought they were my best friend, and then they told that guy I liked him, and I was embarrassed. Mm. And I would be like, okay, well, that person probably shouldn't have done that, but they didn't care enough about your feelings yeah. when so, you asked them. So maybe not to one use of them. your standards is someone who won't embarrass you. Yeah. Right. Because, because they're looking out for you. Right. Right. And I think that having those conversations with them allows, especially for girls, not to question that they did something wrong. Right. They didn't do something wrong just because some other girl found a new best friend for the day or Or, wanted to go to a play date somewhere. Or or they keep trying to do things for that other person to then make them want to be their quote unquote best friend again. And they can get manipulated by others that way. Or they can start reverting into somebody they're not. Right. Which also happens in our situation mm-hmm. that the more they hung around with some people and they wanted to fit in so badly, they started changing yeah. who they were to fit in with the wrong people anyway. That's right. Yeah. And then they'd come home and feel bad about it for the day, but then didn't know what to do about it the next day. Right. You know, because kids so want to fit in similar to how adults do. Yeah. It's built into us. And so right. having these conversations and again, explaining to them that, you know, honestly, Let's go back to what you want in a friend. It's mm-hmm. okay to have acquaintances. It's yeah. okay to have level A friends, honey. Yeah. That doesn't mean we have to spill everything. We don't have to, you know, drop everything. We don't, you know, and I think that then teaches our kids that, well, what comes first is the family unit too. Right. So when mom and dad say, hey, that play date's not going to happen today. Yeah. We have stuff that we want to do as a family or, you know what? It's okay to play with that person here, but we're not going to go to the next level. We can come back to what friendship standards are and the kids don't think it's mom and dad being mean it's mom and dad just like working through what we've already decided yeah and then we had the situations with uh you know some of the kids having different dynamics between each other when other people would get involved you know Mm -hmm. so it's like oh well you know i want to go play with whoever bella um but then that one friend didn't want abby to come along let's say and we had to really help work through that too right yeah, definitely. I mean, again, we're in the unique situation where our first three are pretty much the same yeah, age. Yeah, they're like triplets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much the same age. And so, you know, for us, again, 
you're not going to sit there and say, well, I don't like Bella that much. I'm going to go hang out with Abby. Yeah. And that's just not how we do things. Because at our house, again, because we're such servers and givers, we wouldn't do that kind of thing. So our standard would never be, you can't bring your sister along. Right. Or your brother's not able to come so over. So it, it's like our standard between us, our friends are going to be, quote unquote, our friends. Right. Right. You're going to show respect to the people who are our true best friends. And then what to do in those situations it's whoever it may be says, no, I don't want to play with Abby. What's Bella's at, like response? Well, then I guess we're not going to play together either. Yeah. Because I play with my sister. And mm -hmm. if that's a problem, I'm just going to go with my sister. Yeah. But we had to teach our kids that because you would assume sure. they would know this stuff. For sure. But they too want to fit in. Yeah. You know, and again, it's all the dynamics in today's world. And then I will just tell you if... And when I got questioned by this sometimes, because sometimes parents would call me yeah. and be like, hey, my daughter said that Bella doesn't want to come over for a play date. I just wanted to check, was there something going on? And I would say, well, from Bella's perspective, what she told me, and I believe her, is that your daughter didn't want to invite my other daughter over. Now, maybe you have a limit on how many people can come over for a play date, and that's your standard. But in our standard, we don't do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I would have to explain that our standard is we include all of us or it probably isn't going to work out for us. Right. Because we just don't exclude people in our family. Yeah. And I'll tell you, sometimes the mom would be like, wow, I'd never even, I'd never even thought about this. Mm -hmm. Thanks for telling me. In fact, we would love all your kids over. Like, let's figure this out. And some of them would just be like, well, we only let one person at a time. And if my daughter doesn't want to play with all of your kids, I don't see why I should have to. Sure. I'd be like, and that's okay too. Yeah. So it's just not a fit and it's okay. And that's okay. But then to come back to the kids and be honest with them mm -hmm. about it and just say, you know what? They just have a standard where they don't agree with ours. Right. And that's okay too. Right. So it's so important to walk through this with your kids because otherwise they think they're doing something wrong mm -hmm. and they start questioning themselves and they don't understand their own worth. And we all can remember times in school that we felt ostracized, not part of the inner crowd you know, didn't know where we belonged. I've had more moms ask, what do you do when your daughter, you know, just doesn't feel like she fits in. Yeah. And it, I try to explain to them, I'm not trying to have my daughters fit in everywhere. Yeah. I want my daughters to be shining in their own light, that's not right. trying to fit in somebody we're else's not, box. We're not made to fit in, we're made to stand out. And it, that's part of raising champion kids in a crazy right. world because, you know, the word says be in the world, but not of the world. And here we are, we're doing a lot of stuff that's against normal. And, uh, of course, because of that, you're going to deal with persecution slash criticism. Mm -hmm. And most people don't understand how we do things. But at the same time, um, we, we just were very prayerful about this. And, you know, I think about it sometimes. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, um, I have a, we, we grew up in a family of five, right? Of course, my oldest sister passed before I was born, so it was four of us, okay? And um, I remember, even as a kid, just wishing that my family was closer. Like, mm -hmm. I remember always wishing it. I, w I always wish that people would look, look out for me more. I wish my, I was the youngest. I wish that somebody would just kind of have my back a little bit, but it wasn't like that. You know, it just, it wasn't, and it was never taught. It was never like reinforced. So I remember I was just floating, trying to figure out how to fit in anywhere. And honestly, didn't even really know how to create other friends. Cause in my mind, I always thought, well, if I can't even be close to my siblings how is anybody else going to ever want me to be close to them and how would they ever have my back they're not even family and it really created a lack of confidence in me so everything that we're doing you know with how much we really push for our family to really be together and to have each other's back and we maintain our standards with each other um 
I mean, I just think it's, there's so much power in it. There's so much power in investing in that because I think about how secure our kids are overall. And of course, we're navigating different situations where they're, in, they're introducing different friends in their life now. And, but part of this too, though, hon, this is so cool, you know, just thinking about this is how, how we've created this. There's been a lot of places where we've been, where we've lived or have been. And quite frankly, our kids didn't fit in real well in these atmospheres. So it kind of challenged us too. If we're going to have this kind of high standards, we better position ourselves in places where there's the right quality, uh, people with the right kind of characteristics that our kids can actually become great friends with, right? Yeah, I think that, you know, you definitely have to take responsibility, you know, for your tribe. Mm-hmm. And um, if if your friends are not the type of friends that you want to go deep with, then how can your kids have friends that they want to go deep with? Because yeah. they're only learning again from what we we do. So if you're sitting out there today and you're thinking, gosh, we have never done standards Oh my gosh, I don't think I've even talked to my kids about this. I mean, this is such a great topic to start chatting with your kids about. It'll it'll change your life. And it it will change their lives too, because they will feel like somebody understands that they're going through hard times. Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately what happens then is if we don't discuss this with our kids, they start trying to find friends in the wrong place, AKA social media. That's right. You know, AKA fake friends across the globe. You know what I mean? AKA the wrong people Mm -hmm. because they don't know where to go. You know, and so we have to be proactive enough to get in there and help them find the kind of friends that we would want for our children to be around. Because remember, like your kids are like a sponge right now. That's right. And they are taking in things from, of course, you, but other people, too. And we have to be the biggest influence in their lives. Otherwise, naturally, everybody else will be. And that's just unhealthy for children. I know people want to say, give them all the freedom in the world and let them go figure it out. But they're not asking for it. They actually would like guidance. Most children, just like you were saying in your situation, you would have loved some guidance from your parents to teach about friendships and family life Mm -hmm. and brothers stick up for each other and sisters. Like you were asking for it actually all the way up until your adulthood. Mm -hmm. Hence the reason that you were still searching for it even when it was unhealthy. Right. And so everybody is looking. To have a mentor teach them yeah. how to really have some good godly relationships and even if you don't know how it's okay to tell your kids hey i'm learning this too right so we're going to kind of adjust this let's talk about this sure and we have to hey when some people have left in our life that were unhealthy in our life that we found out later were not the type of people we wanted to do life with we had to explain to the kids you know we kind of put them in a category that might have gone too fast or that yeah. we didn't really have the same you know, perspective in life or, and they were like, Oh really? And they actually understand then like, Oh, so it's okay to take away the toxic people Mm -hmm. and start fresh if you need to. Well, and then the next level of this, because I remember us doing this because there was a, there was a season where this was a really big topic for a while. Absolutely. And, um, and I remember that then I felt, we felt compelled, like, okay, we want to show you how we come up with these standards. And I remember we did like a study on Proverbs mm-hmm. and we looked up everything that had to do with friendship. You know, right. if a friend loves at all times, mm-hmm. you know, don't basically so many scriptures on how you should avoid the wrong kind of people or else you can become a wrong person. There's so much scripture around how to choose friends. Yep. And so... You know, when we start getting this pressure, because you will, when you start actually holding standards like this, you'll get the parents who don't take the time to do this. It'll start kind of pick, you know, picking at you for doing this or making you question yourself a little bit if you're not strong in this. Well, again, it keeps coming back to these aren't our kids. These are God's kids. 
So we're holding standards based on what God's telling us to hold standards about. And so if you're, listen, we're not going to have a fear of man. We're going to have a healthy fear of God, right? And when we discuss this kind of stuff with our kids, it's so easy to go back then when they even make mistakes as friends. Because yeah. believe it or not, our kids do. I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> um, but when they make mistakes and they come to me and they say, hey, mom, I, I think I wasn't very kind. Yeah. I think I excluded somebody. Sure. I think I was judging. I yeah. think I can be like, so how do we handle this? How do we handle this? Yeah. And then to be able to teach them what to do on the opposite end right. is so powerful because again, I'm walking here with them hand in hand. And if they, if I don't do it, who will then down the road? And they'll just naturally keep making these mistakes mm-hmm. into adulthood. Mm-hmm. It's such a powerful place right now to be able to parent in today's world. I mean, to really be able to dive in with your kids and move forward in a mm-hmm. world that needs it most. Yeah. We're out of time, but by the all way, right. you look really cute. Oh, you get a little tank top on. You keep flexing your muscles. Well, I just worked out. I look all red. <laughs> <laughs> you look great. Oh, I appreciate you. Yeah. I think this is G-rated. Huh. We better turn it off. Okay. <laughs> Smelling. Oh, that's you. <laughs> that's so you. It might actually be. <laughs> all right, guys. See you next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your love and support. We hope that today's episode added tremendous value to you and your family. It would mean so much to us if you would partner with us on our mission of helping parents around the globe raise champion children in this crazy world. To do so, simply take a moment to like and share this podcast with everyone in your network. And we have great news. You get more of us. You can expect new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. So be sure to consistently tune in with us and enjoy our show. See you next time.